This is the Supernaturally Paid Podcast, where all faith-based entrepreneurs come to get everything that they need about how to thrive in business, how to not worry about money, and how to trust God more than they trust their bank account. I am your host, Raven Hopet. Let's get into the episode. Hey, you guys, it's Raven. Welcome back to another episode of the Supernaturally Paid Podcast. And today we're going to touch on mental health a little bit. And I know you guys are probably a little bit shocked by this because, you know, this isn't necessarily a a mental health podcast, so to speak. But we're talking about the fear that's associated with spending money. And let me tell y'all how this is very much a mental health issue. And it's a mental health issue because honestly, it stems a lot of times directly from trauma, specifically childhood financial trauma. Maybe you grew up and your parents had it all and you saw them lose it all. Or maybe you grew up and you didn't necessarily have everything you wanted, but you had what you needed, kind of just barely enough to get by. Or maybe you got you grew up and there were times that you missed a few meals. You know, there were times that if you didn't go to school, you didn't eat. Like a lot of times these things have really shown themselves again in our adult life. And I thought that this was just like a profound topic to discuss because this is actually something that I have struggled with. And when I tell y'all, this is something that I struggled with, I'm talking about years into entrepreneurship, years into making a lot of money. I would just be kind of that person that really was a hoarder of money. And when I say a hoarder of money, I mean, You're making all this money, but you're not spending the money and you're not spending the money out of fear that the money that you spend won't be restored. You're not spending the money out of fear that if you treat yourself to this pair of $900 shoes, then even though you got another $25,000 in your bank account, somehow, some way you might be late on your mortgage payment next week. You're afraid of spending the money and moving in that certain neighborhood that you know has the great schools for your kids because you're afraid that your family members are gonna call you bougie if you move in that neighborhood. You're afraid that if you move into that neighborhood, you won't be able to keep up with your neighbors and you'll feel like the outcast on the block. There's so many things that go into this fear of spending money and we're gonna dive into it today. We're gonna talk about it today because we really, really, really just want to get delivered from that, you know? And I I say we, because like I said, this is something that has definitely been a problem and been an issue for me in my past. Now, before I got on this recording, I had literally said I was not gonna tell y'all this story. And here I am like being led to share this testimony. So we wanna talk about it. But I wanna talk about my car testimony. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I have always been a car person. You know how you used to go up, grow up and you played the that's my car game? I would really play the that's my car game and be so serious. Like, that's my car. That's my car. That's my car. Like, I mean, I was so into this game. And I've always had an affinity for black cars. Like, I mean, growing up, it was just like you see a black car ride past, especially like don't let it be nighttime and that thing just ride by. Like, it's just beautiful to me. So I remember when I was in college, I was practically begging, trying to just be a master negotiator to get my mother to buy me a car, right? So what ended up happening was, I think it was the 
the summer when I was going into my sophomore year, my mother and my grandfather ended up buying me a car. Well, primarily my my grandfather. My mother had put a little bit towards it, but primarily it was my grandpa that purchased the car for me, right? So just like most people with your first car, it's a first car type of first car. You know, it gets you from point A to point B, but you might not be able to take no four hour road trip, you know, in a car because the coolant might leak or leak or something might happen. You know, it was one of those cars that because it's a cash car, you kind of got to, you know, put a little bit of work into it every now and then. And so while I was appreciative of this car, I remember being a little bit annoyed, honestly, because I felt like dang, like this is what I used to go through as a child. My parents' car is breaking down, the AC don't work, and we piled up in the car because it's so it's so little. And, you know, I mean, my parents, like, I'm gonna just be honest, like I never remember them having a nice car until like an adult. <laughs> like this is like really, really serious. And that's like no shade to them because, you know, a car is not the vice for everybody. So some people just do not, you know, care about that, right? But for me, growing up in cars that will always break down, it was a big thing to me to have a reliable car. It was a big thing to me to be able to wake up in the morning and have the confidence that I know when I walk outside, my car is going to start. I know if I need to use my car to get me from Baltimore to Philly or to get me from Philly to DC or DC to New York, I know that my car is reliable enough to make the trip, right? That was my thing. So I remember getting this car, which was my first car. And while I was grateful, I was thankful. I was counting down the days until I could buy me a new car. You know, I got this car in 2007 and the car was a 1995. Y'all had a 1995 silver Mazda 626. So when I got the car... I mean, it was already 12 years old and I used, my car's name used to be baby. I, I still name my cars to this day, FYI, but I used to call my car baby. And so baby was good to me. Baby was reliable, but at the same time, like baby would break down every now and then baby would, would need work. You know, it, she never needed any major work by the grace of God, but definitely when my car would need work, it would be very unsuspecting. You know, it would be very like, dang, like my car, you know, needs a new alternator. My car needs a new radiator. It needs a new heater, you know, whatever. So it was a lot of responsibility. It was also a lot of frustration um, to be a college student with places to go. And at any given moment, you might not have a way to get there because your car is not going to work. So when I graduated from college in 2010, the first thing that I did was treat myself to a car. I went to the dealership and I purchased a brand new Toyota Camry. And baby, you couldn't tell me nothing because that thing was reliable. It was black. It was beautiful. Like it was everything that or, or almost everything that I wanted in a car. And you really just could not tell me anything about myself. So I purchased the Toyota Camry. Then after I got the Camry a few years later, I got my first Benz. And then after I had the Benz, I got a Porsche truck. So again, I've always been a car person. That's always been something that for me, I feel like I just want that to be a part of, you know, my, my budget. It's important to me to have a reliable car. So mind you, in 2000, I had the Porsche from 2017 to 2019. It died on us um, a little bit after we got to Dallas, like a, a few 
months after we got to Dallas, but it's a whole nother testimony that goes into how we got scammed by like a mechanic and all of that stuff. I just, I don't have enough time to tell y'all. Um, but I had the Porsche till up until 2019. And so for a year from 2019 to the end of 2020, we did not have a car that we officially owned. Now, God always made sure that we had a way to get from point A to point B. Like a lot of times we did like long-term rentals and we did tours and, you know, we did things like that, but we didn't have a car for like a very long time. So in 2020, finally we're praying like, okay, we think it's time to get a car, you know, let's see about this. Let's pray about this and, you know, let's figure it out. So we got another car, um, very nice car, of course, in the color black. Okay. So I want to introduce you guys to the paid box created by myself, Raven Hoquette. This is a five piece kit that's going to help you overcome your money anxiety. It's going to help you overcome your money stress. It's going to help you finally get into a place where you trust God more than you trust your bank account and you have completely surrendered your finances. Head to thepaidbox.com to get more information and make sure that you grab that discount code below. We have a special discount for listeners of our podcast. So the one car was doing us fine for a long time because of course everybody knows in 2020 it was the pandemic. Um, my husband and I both are entrepreneurs. So at the time we both were like working from home. So honestly, like there would be days that would go by that we would not drive the car. So the one car situation for our family was totally fine. Fast forward to 2022. <laughs> God has blessed us with commercial space. So I have my office, I have my showroom. My husband has his office, he has his showroom. Um, now that we are have been in Dallas for much longer, we know a lot more people, you know, in the area. So my husband has his group of friends that he might go out with and hang out with. I have my group of people that I might, you know, go out with. I'm going to get my hair done. My husband going to get his hair cut. Like we're on a go. So now it's a situation where we need two cars. And so a few months ago, I started talking to God about this. I started praying. I'm like, God. <sighs> we need two cars, you know, whatever is in your will, whatever you want us to get, you know, let me know. Now, mind you, in this whole conversation about us needing a second car, my husband have only been in agreement on one specific car, right? But this is a nice car. This is an exotic car. Well, it's a SUV, not a car because we, we specifically want a truck. Um, it's an exotic vehicle. It's a vehicle that a lot of people look at like, oh, it's so expensive to maintain that. And are you sure about this? And, you know, it's a lot of people that basically feel like I really want that car, but I'm scared to get that car. And so a lot of those thoughts kind of like infiltrated my mind as my husband and I would talk about it. But every time the conversation would come up, he would not let up on this is the car that I want, like period. And so I remember trying to get other cars and the situation would never work out. Like it would be either the car would be on back order for months at a time or the dealer would call me back. Like God just kept blocking it. But I knew for a fact, I'm trying to get cars that's less than God's best for me and my family. I'm trying to get cars that I know I don't want. I'm trying to get cars that, you know, I know that I don't love. And so finally, God recently checked me about this and he spoke to me when I was in the shower 
And he told me, this is the car that y'all are getting. It was the exact vehicle that my husband and I have been in agreement on from like the beginning of our marriage. Um, he told me what year he wanted us to buy. He told me um, the negotiation details as far as like the price that he wanted us to pay for it, like the monthly payment, like how long we should finance it for. Like, I mean, he laid out every single detail about this whole car buying process. And so y'all, when the dealer contacted me, it was very much a sign and drive situation. There was no like, oh, sit in a sit in the dealership for 10 hours and let us run your credit a bunch of times to a bunch of different lenders and figure this out. It was a very simple, seamless, super easy, super blessed process, right? And I remember even after the transaction went through feeling like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> should I have done that? And, you know, this is going to be X amount of dollars that's coming out of, you know, our bank account every single month. And, you know, I'm not really sure about this. And I'm kind of confused about this. Like, I don't really know, like, how this is going to work out. Like, I mean, I had all type of thoughts that was basically going through my head. And I realized this is the enemy trying to come back in and trying to make me be afraid to spend money. This is the enemy trying to come back in and trying to make me doubt the hand of God on my life in every single way and financially as well. Like when you are afraid to spend money, you are coming into agreement with the devil on the spirit of poverty. When you are afraid to spend money, you are coming into a lie, into agreement with a lie of the devil that your father will not supply all of your needs. When you are afraid to spend money, what you're telling God is that I don't believe that you are Jehovah Jireh. I don't believe that you are a provider. I don't believe that you are upholding me with your right hand. I don't believe that you are a covenant keeping God. I don't believe that you are a promise keeping God. I don't believe that you can do all things exceedingly and abundantly beyond my expectations. I don't believe that I don't have to be anxious for anything. I don't believe that my burden is light to you. These are literally all the things that you are literally telling God when you are afraid to spend money and invest in your business or get something for your family or secure something for your family. So I just wanna say this prayer, this quick prayer over you today on this podcast episode. I don't think we've ever went into prayer before on a Supernaturally Paid podcast, but we are gonna do it today because I am led to do it. Father God, we just thank you for releasing each and every one of us from the spirit of poverty, releasing each and every one of us from the, the spirit of anxiety when it comes to our finances, releasing us from the spirit of stress when it comes to our finances. Father, we thank you that the fear of spending money no longer has a hold on us, Father. Lord, we thank you that every scripture in the word of God stands. We thank you that Ephesians 3.20 stands. Lord, we thank you that Philippians 4 and 6 stands. Lord, we thank you that Proverbs 16.3 stands. Father, we thank you that Philippians 4.19 stands. Lord, we thank you that you constantly show yourself strong as Jehovah Jireh. We thank you that you don't fail. We thank you that you don't lose battles. We thank you that the fight, including the financial fight, 
is always rigged in our favor in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that everybody who hears this, that they would surrender their finances to you. I pray that everybody who hears this would come out of agreement with the lie that the devil is trying to tell them that they are not worthy of certain things, that they should not spend on certain things because they got to prepare for a rainy day. God said he's there in a rainy day or when it's sunny outside. God is omnipresent. You don't have to always feel like it's going to be a rainy day this is going to happen God is there in the rainy day Lord we thank you that you make ways out of no way Lord we thank you that you have gone before us so before we even before you even put it in our spirit to spend money on certain things Lord we thank you that you already have a strategy you already have a plan for how you're going to replace the money that you just told us to spend Father we are released from the fear of even tithing. I feel like it's people that are listening to this and you, money has you in a chokehold so bad, that spirit of fear that you are afraid to even tithe. So Father, we just ask that that spirit would be lifted off of us, God. It is you that is in total control over our finances, God. And we know that you would not tell us to release something if you cannot restore it with something even greater. So Lord, we pray all of these things in Jesus name. Amen. I hope that this episode blessed you guys. I hope that y'all go back and listen to this prayer repeatedly again and again, as many times as you need it. Do not forget to subscribe to the Supernaturally Paid podcast, and I will see y'all in the next episode. And don't forget y'all, click on the link in the show notes to download a list of scriptures that's gonna help you be released and be free from the fear of spending money. I am so grateful that y'all have listened to another episode of the Supernaturally Paid podcast. Now, y'all know I love when y'all leave me a five-star review and also share some of your feedback from the podcast episode. So make sure that you do that. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and make sure that you share the Supernaturally Paid podcast with a friend.